Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Cassie Sobleton. I'm a health and wellness expert, speaker, and author of Back to Balance. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Lisa Hickey, CEO of Good Men Media and publisher of The Good Men Project. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Michael Patrick Peters, the creator of Dance Meditation Technique, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Glenn Barker from the Mankind Project Chicago. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Dalebout, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That's Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, humble warriors. We are back with a great conversation today that Chris has no idea what we're talking about. No idea. He is bringing it on. I've been keeping it a secret. Actually, it's kind of the universe working. Yes. Um, the way it normally does because I laughed when I came in. But before we get to that, I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So, this week, it's you and me, buddy. No guest. No guest. No it, guest. It's good. Yeah. It's been a while. We've it's had a lot. We've been on a streak with these guests. Yeah, they just keep, they keep either emailing us and saying, I want to be on the show, or they just kind of pop up. They pop up, and it's just kind of meant to be. So, we yeah. just go with that flow, but it's you and I, buddy. Yeah. So, today, I came in here with an idea for the show. Okay. That I wanted to talk to you about before we did the show, but as soon as I walked in, you, you kind of stole my thunder. I did? You did. Okay. So today's conversation is going to be about rowing the boat. Oh, yes. I'm excited about this one. So last week, I sent you a YouTube video. of I went to Western Michigan University. I'm a proud Bronco. And we have a new coach by the name of PJ Fleck. He came in... I think this is his fourth year, and he came in after we had a, a mediocre year. The team was not doing great, um, and the team's never been great. They had a couple good years when I was in school, I think. They've been to a few bowl games, never won a bowl game, all these things that they've, you know, they're just a mediocre team in the Mid-American Conference. And this guy, P.J. Fleck, came in, and he was in his early 30s. And his first season went 1-11. Okay. But he came in with a lot of hype. Yeah. So I sent you this video last week because he was on, uh, on ESPN. And we've talked about him in the past, but I thought this video was really good. And what I want to do is talk about his whole mantra, I guess you would call it, of yeah. row the boat. Yes. And when I walked in today... You know, I'm wearing today. I just be. I I happen to be wearing some Western. Proud, you're proud. Western garb. Yeah. And, you know, you were all over it. You're like, I'll row the boat. Let's do it. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Well, you, you were telling me you're. I'm writing a blog about it. Yep. So I'm like, okay. Well, I'm not going to say anything then. I'll just. We'll just. Wow. Have a free conversation about this because yeah. I was planning on doing it anyways. Awesome. And this is how it works. And you sent me that. Yeah, that YouTube. I don't know, maybe a couple, before game day, so I think maybe like Thursday or Friday, 
Yeah, uh, it was last week. week. Yep. And after they had just come off a big win. Off a big win in Northwestern. And what's so interesting is obviously I got pumped when I saw it because, you know, there is room for spirituality in sports, which we'll get into here in a second. But I remember watching a game. I don't know. Um, this was like three years ago. And okay. And I think you guys were playing. I think you do you play Michigan State every year? Or, well, I think, or yeah, we've year? played them. Yeah, we've played. Them. So this is now going to three years back. But this is kind of when your coach was obviously not known right as he is known now. But. When I saw him on the sidelines, I was like, this guy's got some smunk because he brings kind of like this old school. Does he still wear the tie? Did yeah, he wears kind he of was, the pullover yeah, with the tie. Yeah, the tie. That, that's his look. But it's kind of like he's bringing old school, new school together. But the energy he brings on the sideline, you're just like, this guy, there's something. There's something with this guy. And here we go, year two, year three, year four. And now, you know, everything he's kind of put together. But what's more importantly, it's, it's, it's what you and I talked about. It's it's more it's not necessarily about him, but what what's being created in your university right now. Right. So I think what the interesting thing is, he's built this this mantra around rowing the boat, mm-hmm. which incorporates three. It, it's like a, a visual of rowing the boat, and I think you did some research. So why don't you? Yeah. You my, want you want I, to share I, what? Yeah, what, I got my what notes for the my boat blog. Yeah, yeah. So rowing the boat is the way he breaks it down is there's, you know, there's three things. Um, the ore represents energy, which is, you know, the ore going in the water. It's very yep. it's spiritual, you know, water and the ore. And he's using, he's using this word in this. I mean, he's using the word spiritual in the interview. You know, not too many times do you find coaches or I guess we're seeing it more, maybe more and more now, but I mean, this was, by studying this and being passionate about it, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I texted you right away. It's like this guy's on it, baby. He's bring, he's bringing spirituality into 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 uh, the program. So the ore represents the energy. Mm-hmm. The boat represents the sacrifice, meaning like we're all in this together. Yep. And in order for this to go in the direction, we all have to sacrifice things. Sure. You uh, be it our own personal whatever it is, our own personal gain. For the the betterment of the team, the betterment of the university, the betterment of the mission that's yep. ahead. Okay. And this is what I love that he said, because this is such a teaching, is the rowing, the act of the rowing is being present. We don't look back into the past and we're not looking forward to the future. So the actually rowing is the present and just focusing on the process. Right. So I think that's so hard and we can relate that to in our lives and anything, you know, is just focus on what we can do today. Sure. So let's give people a visual. So why I think this is a great mantra is because it's every, if you think about rowing a boat, actually the act of doing it, you are, you need the oars, right? So you have to put the oars in the water in order for the boat to move. Right. So it's, a great analogy for energy, right? You have to give it energy. Right. <clears throat> but I, I think the great analogy about the boat being all-encompassing and being in the moment is a perfect analogy because when you row a boat, you have your back to the direction you're going. Right. So you have no idea. Right. You, you, can, only pre- you can only focus on what's happening right now. Right. Right. And if there's multiple people in the boat, 
you all have to work together right. in order to get that thing to move. So you can't really, if, you've, if your mind is on something else, then likeliness is you're going to be a little bit off. The boat will start turning in a different direction or you, you won't move because you're not all working in unison. Right. And then what's the third? I know there's a third. Well, no, we did the water, the energy. Thor, the boat. The boat's a sacrifice. The rowing keeps us present. And then, but isn't there the compass? Oh, no, I didn't pick up on that. Oh, so well, he talked about, in the video, he talked about the compass. Oh, what is it? Okay. So the compass is your direction. Oh, well, got it. Yeah, right. big part. Right? In which direction are you going to go? But the interesting thing is, is that you don't, you can't really, you set it, but you can't see where you're going. Mm. Right. But yeah. you have to, unless you do the work. Yeah. And the underlying message with row the boat, in his words, is just never, we never give up. Right. You keep going. You keep going. So what I want to talk about, you know, one, I think it's a great philosophy and it's great as an alumni of the school. It's just, it's been the first year I got to tell you because he, this guy has so much energy. In fact, he, he kind of reminds me of you. He comes out with like this big energy and like these grandiose ideas and you're just like come on man you just went you're taking over a team that's no good Mm -hmm. and then the first year you know he's installed this roll the boat philosophy got a lot of excitement generated and then the team went one in eleven so after that first year there was a lot of doubters right me included i'm like well i don't know i one in eleven you came out Guns are blazing, and then you didn't do anything. Right. But I think as time has gone by, now we're into our fourth year, they just, you know, in his interview, he talks about all these firsts that the university accomplished, at um, beating a Big Ten team for the first time, um, winning double-digit games in a season for the first time, uh, going to a bowl game and winning a bowl game for the first time. And these are all firsts for the university that have happened under his watch. And I think, you know, as a fan and a, you know, alumni, I've, I've got pride in the school. It's been great and motivational to me to see it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of, the, one of the great things about sports in general is that it's entertainment, yes. But I think you can look at it and, and if you're watching for different things, there's there's lessons there. there. There's tons of lessons. And here's stuff that you won't necessarily hear in interviews. And I'm sure in a way, uh, it's PJ Fleck, right? PJ? Yeah. PJ Fleck. In a way, I think he has an inner knowing of this, but the impact he's having on young men. And I know that by also one of those first, and I'm going to come back to the men here in a second, but... The uh, it was also the highest GPA, which he was very proud of. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know? So, yep. I mean, that goes you know all together. But he started, I think he mentioned that when uh, he came on board, they started 18 freshmen, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I've played division one sports mm-hmm. and I was a walk on. And I think what he has done is he's taken men that were not, were maybe perceived as not good enough to play at the University of Michigan. 
University. Or bigger schools. Bigger schools. Bigger schools, yeah. Bigger schools, scholarships. Mm-hmm. And he's rallied these men to say, oh, you're good enough, but you're way more than that because this is bigger than football. Yeah, I and, think that's... And I think that's the message. You can go to Alabama and we're all about championships. We're all about... You know, we've, we've got everything here. But when you come to Western Michigan, you're more than a football player. You are a man... And we have a mission here, and you could be part of something much bigger because you're not going to be playing football every day, every Sunday. And I think that is, I don't think he's saying it maybe that way, but that is the feel like I, I'm going to come here and I'm going to be part of something much bigger. Right. And what? I think so. Right. Just what? playing sports and knowing like where your university is and, you know, where the, where the recruitment and how all that works. Now, what's going to be awesome, which I foresee happening, is the kids that are getting recruited to the big schools saying, no, I want to come under West, West I'm going to Western Michigan. <laughs> we'll see if that we'll happens. We'll see. Hey, it, ta- hey, you it never takes know, time. Though. It takes That's time. That's true. I, I, hey, I doubt it after year one. Right. If, if PJ Fleck is listening to this, I'm sorry, but I'm, like, I'm on board. Yeah, that's it. And, some, and, that, and that is, I think that's kind of where reality and spirituality, that's kind of where... Um, there is sometimes the disconnect, meaning that, and you and I have talked about the validation. So I'm guessing PJ Fleck, when he came on board, always had this vision, but it would, it's going to take a lot more people to get on board until that's actually happening. Does that make sense? Sure. Well, I think, I think the thing is it's, it's not, I mean, this is a natural thing for me to go through is that. You know, you get excited and you want to believe and then you're you're in that mode of like this is this is gonna happen, it's happening. And then it doesn't, or they have a like like he had in his first season, nothing goes to plan, and then you're kind of left there going, All right, do I really believe this? Or is you know, is this guy you all that doubt right. starts to creep in. Yeah. And I think it's it's a again it's a great analogy of of what just happens in normal life. Me right. being a fan of this and saying, "Oh gosh, he's great." Oh no, he's not. The season was horrible. Right. Up to now, at this point, and seeing the success that the team is having, you know, you could look at it two ways. I could look at it as great. Yeah, all that stuff is working because the team is successful. Or we could take it to a different level of success, as what you're pointing to, and talk about well. Whatever happens on the football field is not the goal. It was the result of what they're doing to change the people that are involved with the program. Yes. Right? And change your mentality and change your thinking and change the way that you operate and the way that you work. A lot of things that we talk about all the time on the pod. Right. That. This is much bigger, and it's 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 not only taking your the athletics through your university, right? It's it's going throughout the whole school. Yeah. Well, I haven't been. To, you know, I mean, don't they got boats everywhere throughout I, the campus? I mean, I, no, don't, I don't. I don't. That I don't know. Okay. Or oars. The last time I was on campus was last February, and it wasn't for football. But I know they give. I know there's this. There's a big deal to get an oar. You know, he's been giving out ores to to okay, we, I want things in the community, to businesses and and things like that. Wow. Um. So, 
you know, I want to experience a game at Western Michigan. So, you know, if you could organize that since you're an alum. I'm going to work at it. My schedule is not looking good. Okay. But, but maybe a bowl game. Because, you know, uh, yeah, there yeah. we go. Don't, wasn't there a bowl game here in Detroit last year? Well, there's a bowl game. So the way we could experience it is if they go to the MAC championship game. Okay. The conference championship is That's in at Fort, it's at Fort Field. Done. So we're there. We need, we need the Broncos to have a great season. Yeah. So we can, we can go to the game at Fort Field and we'll, we'll make that happen. Perfect. Um, so. And I, can I, go, yeah, go can ahead. I also touch back on the interview? Because kind yeah. of what we talked about a little bit on other shows is that, and the intensity that sometimes could be lost. So I'll kind of do it in, um, cause you and I've talked about this. Like sometimes when I maybe express vulnerability, it may not come across as vulnerability. And what I mean by that is just um, sharing. Okay. You know? Yeah, let's talk about it. And I think PJ showed vulnerability in that interview talking about his lost son. Mm-hmm. And how that was, the that is like has been the driving, you know, in a way a driving force. And after that, losing his son, there's no such thing as a bad day. Right. And because of that, that is how this whole row of the boat and this whole mission got started. And sometimes, so what he's done is he's, he's taken something that was, you know, some pain and suffering and has in his turn that around, but in a way he has shared that. And sometimes as men or let's say athletics or, or very driven, we share vulnerability, but it may not come across as vulnerable. But that was vulnerability in that interview. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. And, you know, that comes again, you know, sometimes of just we bottle up everything inside. So how's that happen for you? Well, I think that's been something work in progress. That's why this show is so important to us. Mm-hmm. You know? They're just two guys talking that I've been able to share things that necessarily I haven't been able to share before. And you've been able to kind of just... Be a good friend and say, you know, coax it out of you. Come on, coax, let's just yeah, let's, let's talk yeah, about yeah, it, man. Yeah, let's let's get, talk about let's it. Let's get in there, man. Let's get in there and talk about it. And how important that is for guys. Yeah, you know. Well, I, and, I, important for any, anybody. There's anybody. A lot of people that don't have the opportunity to really just let it out. Yeah. Talk. Well, talk. Talk to someone and would say uh, a very sacred space, a very place of trust. You know. Mm-hmm. And. Just share what's going on. Right, right. So that's what I really loved that you forwarded that that um, that interview because it hit on so many different different points. Yeah, that we're talking about. Well, I know, I know. It was just a great. You know, I'm just excited about it. And I sent it to you, and I think the other thing, you know, I sent it to my wife too. Because yeah, what he, was her take? Well, because she, you know, she works in the recognition field for companies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times she talks about. A lot of things that she has to deal with is company culture. Right. And, you know, what he was doing and what he has done is created a culture at Western Michigan yes. for the football program that's different. Yes. That's, that's having an impact on more than just the results like we yeah. talked about. And I think that's, you know, I liked, I liked that interview because it could touch on so many different things. You know, we were talking about spirituality we're talking about athletics we're talking about now we're talking about culture and how that can affect a company 
Right. And these are principles that can be applied to anything. Anything. Right? So it's, you know, he's coined this term, row the boat, but when you look at it and break it down, you can row the boat in your personal life. You can row the boat at work. You can row the boat with your family Mm -hmm. and take that as an all-encompassing thing. And I think that's one of the things. I think that's why I'm excited about it. I'm pretty sure that's why you're excited about it because you can apply it to so many things. And not only that, but you can watch how he does it with his team and get more inspiration from that because you're watching the results. Yes, absolutely. And that's where... That's where this is much bigger than, you know, Western Michigan. Look, we're doing a pot on it, you know? I mean, that's the that's the impact something like this could have. Right. All for the highest good. Right. Just, you know? There was no words out of there. We've not even talked about the winning and the championships, you know? We're just yeah. talking about more of something of just... We're talking about rowing the boat. Right, right. And what that means. So... That's that's the one thing I want to talk about this week. The other thing I wanted to spring on you was, you know, we haven't talked about on the pod and given people an update of kind of where we're at with the book and the progress of your Ooh. own personal growth yeah. and journey. Talk about rowing the boat. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this, I, I've had to put an anchor a couple times. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you bring that up, buddy. Yeah. So just to get everyone up to date. If you're a new listener, you know, Chris for the past year has been working on a book about his own spiritual journey and it's gone through, I would say a few different manifestations Mm -hmm. and your goal initially was to get it out this year. Yep. And you know, you've, you've gone through trying to find a way to get it published, trying to find a way to get financed, having somebody help you write it, writing it yourself. Where are we today and kind of what why don't we give a little update on where yeah. kind of so, what's transpired? Yeah, so a few things. One is it's obviously gone through different few iterations and uh, feeling at a comfort level of a, a piece of where it is as you and I speak today. And it's interesting is as we talk about row the boat, you know, mantras is part of <laughs> part of you know part of this process and it's one of the spiritual fitness tools we you know i write about in the book mm-hmm. um but it's really kind of gone almost like full circle which you've been part of which is great i'm glad you bring it up is when you sarah and i sat down with all my journals of 17 years when we drove up to ann arbor mm-hmm. and started that process which i think was close to two years ago buddy i mean i I, no, it was over a year it was it was was like two years ago it was like june the last year i don't know why this is this felt like so (laughs) long it feels like two years because that's all you've been doing probably yes yes and so um you know we and we for the for the for the listeners that have been listening you know i've kind of gone on this journey of going to a few hay house workshops learning the ins and outs of, of, of publishing a book how to write a book and so, uh, and book proposals and all that stuff. So finally I just, you know, hunkered down and knew everything that needed to come out and, you know, wrote a first draft. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote that first draft with everything that I learned, you know, and I sent that off to how I was referred to a, um, self-publishing company 
that does editing, feedback, what have you. So it was the perfect thing. Okay. And they came back, and there was a lot of, like, suggestions, recommendations, mm-hmm. uh, positive critique. And there was quite a bit. Or was like, at first I was, like, a little bit overwhelmed by it. All right, let's talk about this and, for a second. Because this is why I want, to get in, I want to get into it, because I think a lot of people can relate to how this process has gone for you. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Sure. So one, writing about yourself and your journey, it's talk about vulnerability, like we were yes. talking about earlier. That, you know, you're putting it out there, and right. it's personal. Mm-hmm. It's private. Yes. And now it's out there. Yes. And then sharing it with people especially a, like a self-publishing company and then getting the critique back. You said when you get the critique back or the, not the, the feedback, mm-hmm. you were overwhelmed. What mm-hmm. did that, was it, was it, what were your initial feelings? Were you kind of, what did you go through? Tell me the, the feelings you went through. Yeah. So, you know, with that, at first I felt like really so, so like alone in this. Like, I mean, like there were like, chapter by chapter like have you thought about this way you should do it this yeah. way think of it about the reader which i've been you know doing the best i can throughout this process mm-hmm. but really really listening it uh really listening to the words of from from the editor's point of view is, is put yourself in the reader's shoes okay and to take what's relevant in your in your story and where the reader could pick it up and then take it away where it works for them. Okay. And so to your point though, it felt good to let it all out, but not all out has to get published, which was in a way kind of just like, I took like a fresh, you know, I was able to take a deep breath me like, okay. Cause I let it all out and that was really for my own healing. Mm-hmm. So I realized that this really, this first draft like when we, I say we go back, heal, grow, and share your light. This, the first draft was really healing, mm-hmm. and to understand that, and I'll put that away, and maybe I will keep it for myself, or maybe you know I'll have a, I'll have a, um, some sort of a ceremony and burn it, <laughs> <Did> because <laughs> because that's really what that first draft was. So then it was now taking so that so that was that, then. So it's really to really kind of scale it back in a way of the personal stories that can make impact because we all have personal stories. And I think it, that's what makes us unique. But it's at the same time, we have, you know, the problems and the issues we face are for, for us to do the work so we can learn the lessons and move on and become better people. Mm-hmm. So it's taken those spiritual fitness principles that you and I have talked about and how they can be applied into, you know, obstacles or just growing your own spirituality or having a deeper connection with God or the universe and really just kind of formatting because I've never written a book so right. <laughs> until this book. And I think that was then the lesson is to really, so the second time is to understand it's not, it's not working on Chris's timeline. Right. Right. So I wanted this, you know, just hoping to get this published by October, November, the latest. That's not looking good. So I had all these comments. I had all this stuff. Again, I was overwhelmed. So I sent them to Sarah. 
which you have history with. And she's given been a good person who's been here from the beginning of the journey like yourself and has been able to capture my voice. And like her, like this woman's uh, um, recommendation is, Chris, if we just slow down and take the time, you have you could put a very, very good book out there. The best book possible that you could do if we just take our time with a little bit and, and really do the work. Or you could not take your time, kind of force it and force it through to get something out there. It'll still be, it'd still be good, but it will not be maybe the best it can be. And then, so then from their spiritual perspective, this is what I've been learning that let's take our time. Let's go through the process. The content is there. It's got to be rearranged, work with someone like Sarah who can help me and then get it to a place where we feel good. And then from there, I'm going to want you and John and you and Erica to read it and some other people, close circle people to read it and then give feedback and then take that feedback Mm -hmm. and do more work Mm -hmm. and it will come when it's supposed to come out. And I don't think I could have had this. I don't think I felt this way a few weeks ago, (laughs) which is a big thing because when we first got started, you know, right. write a book, do a blog, right. do a podcast. I think... And we have been doing all those things, by the we way. We have been doing yeah. those things, but I think the mindset when we got started, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think just knowing you and kind of watching you go through this journey the past year and a half that we've been doing the pod and and having these conversations. These were, when we first get started, I got the real feeling that, you know, yeah, you wanted to go down this road. You had this inspiration. But they were still things on a checklist Mm. that needed to be done, right? Because that was kind of where you were at the time. Right. You know, I got to go to the hay house things. I got to go learn how these things happen. Let me check these things off. And then if I do all the things on the checklist, then what I, my goals will, will come out. Right. Right. And I I like how you said that. And I, my checklist. (laughs) Yeah. Chris's checklist. Chris's checklist. (laughs) Right. Right. Nobody else is Chris. Yeah. Right. 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 And you know, we've gone through this journey and watching you go through the first part, like kind of the give all your notes to somebody mm-hmm. and say, all right, here they are. Right. Can you turn it into a book? Right. And this is the part you forgot to talk about is that the initial, the very first right. draft, right. you didn't write. You're right. You gave it to, you oh, gave yes. all your journals and everything yep. to somebody else to write. Mm-hmm. And then they gave it back to you. And then you kind of looked at it. And I think that was the first kind of big step. Yes, that I had to write it. That yeah, that that, you had no, to take. I, I had to write it. And you could yes. have at that point I, said, "All right, cool, it's done." Yep. And check. Yep. But you didn't, which was which was a big step for you. I, I. Yeah, you've witnessed it. I witnessed it. Yep. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then, 
then you knocked it out. You're like, I think you wrote it like yeah, well, two or three weeks. Me. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was <laughs> right like, here I, on this I'm, table. I'm doing it. I'm writing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then I came over and like, I'm done. I'm like, right. what? Yeah. You're done. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yep. Let's, okay. That, let's, let's see. I'm done with that piece, right? Yeah. And that was a long time ago. I mean, that was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, a few months ago. Right. Yeah. So you did that where you actually all put your thoughts and your feelings on paper. And not only that, can I add to that? Yeah. Another step, which you know, you know me very well, is I could have sent I could have handed those notepads to somebody, but then, then I typed it all up. Oh, yeah, that is a big step. That was another you, big step. You actually, you not only wrote it, once. but you typed it too. Yeah, so that it's is like, a big deal for yeah, you. Yeah, so that was like a double write. Yeah, <laughs> that is. You know, because you I have to go through it all again. Yeah, and I think you're a, a hunt and uh, yeah. You, well, uh, but my daughters are now complimenting me. I think because through that experience, I've actually got a little. Good. Quicker. Yeah, you see, you learn. Yeah, it's getting, you're getting skills, man. Yes. Yes. Skills on the Humble Warrior podcast. Yes. But, you know, going through, these are all watching you go through this and being kind of, you know, I'm in it, but I'm not. I'm actually, I'm, well, I'm a lot right. on the outside. I'm here. We talk about it. But I think it's important to say that you're, you're doing it. No, and I appreciate that. And, but you've also been here, and I'm very grateful you're in my life. And not only that, not only just being the podcast and helping out with that, but a very good friend. And I think that is, I kind of, you know, if we look at our relationship, I had to make that a priority. Whereas in the past, if you knew, you, you know, from the business dealings we've had and what have you, this was something that wanted to be operating from the, the heart, mm-hmm. and I needed help. And I think that sometimes... That's, you know, from a man's perspective that sometimes we need another guy we can talk to right. about everything. Because right. you've, you've, I mean, the stuff we don't put on the, the air or write about a lot, you know, is the stuff that's actually going on during this time. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, the, 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 just the day-to-day battle of, of life. Right, right. So I don't want to say that, you know, I haven't gone through any growth either. Because part of what I've been working on is that I I tend to help too much, (laughs) let's say. Well, and we all tend to do that maybe too much. This is the one thing you've learned. I'm glad you brought that up, is you open up your heart to others, right? Mm -hmm. But yet you're not taking, from from what I've known about this relationship so far, is I really need to take the time for myself, Mm -hmm. for myself. Right. Right. And, I, you know, because this is a, a topic of growth, you know, it's been a kind of my challenge and the thing that I've been working on was helping but not directing because yeah. you got to go through your own right. stuff. Right. We all do. We all do. Right. right? And it's, it's, a, it's hard because I think, you know, I'm just used to – I. I could have typed it for you. I could have right. done. A, there's a lot of things I could have done to to that, help intervene, which yeah. I would have looked at as helping. Yes. But at the end of the day, I don't think it would have. Been, it wouldn't have been helping you. Right. It would have just been getting those tasks done. And it wouldn't have been helping you. No. Right. And it wouldn't be in anybody's highest good. And I think sometimes that's what we do is we think by helping someone when we know deep in their heart they can do something or they need to get over this hurdle, 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, maybe you can coin it like tough love or whatever it may be. Right. That's where that comes in. But I think what, what we're finding through this process, why we, we have so much, why we love doing this, especially when we have now the opportunity to talk about this with each other, is we're just finding our own voice along the way. Right. Especially with something like this. Right, right. And I want to give you the bit two thumbs up because you've come up with our mantra for the show. And before the show even started, you got inspired by the right when you came in. Yeah, I'm all row the boat, row the boat. <laughs> and you're like, damn, man, this is the old, the old thing of the show. But you've come up with our mantra. So I'd like you to share that with everybody. And because this is now our new mantra for our show. Right. So you probably can't read my messy handwriting, but no, no. Um, so, I, you know, I, uh, to set it up. A few weeks ago, we've been talking about the show because the show has been evolving. You know, initially, um, the show was about your vision, right? Mm-hmm. Your vision of this humble warrior. Right. And doing a podcast and writing your book and having your own blog and then kind of the journey you're taking. And the show's kind of evolved into its own thing. You know, initially I was in here, I'm like, okay, I'll help you do this show. Right. But, you know, as being a part of it and helping produce it and then co-hosting it and having these conversations, it just, it kind of took a life of its own. So we talked a few weeks ago about the show really being its own thing versus aside from your journey and your book, we talk about that on the show, but, you know, we're going forward, we're all about talking about inspirational stuff. Right. And things that just help us get through every every day. Right. So we came up with this mantra, and I've never made one before. Right. So I, thought, I was like, okay, let's, there you let's go. do one before the show. So it's it's authentic conversation to inspire ourselves and others. So, you know, we've had a lot of guests on the show, and they've been great. So I think we're just we're looking for those. We're just going to talk about these things like PJ Fleck. Right. And just the normal stuff that happens every day that yeah. inspire us, and hopefully we can help inspire others yeah. to just have better lives. Yeah, and so what I do, what I like to do, is circle back from the beginning of the podcast by talking about Fleck, and then you asking me questions about the book and kind of where that's yeah. going and how all this stuff is really similar in a way. Okay, is now. No one, when, when they were one in 11, right? When they were one in 11. Yeah. And from the outside world, they're struggling. Is this guy going to come through? Is it his mission? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he's had very tough days, Fleck. But in the bottom of his heart, he always knew because he had that mantra of row the boat. And he had the right people by him to mm-hmm. keep inspiring him. Well, and he was going after something that wasn't that winning. Yeah. And I feel like, brother, we're doing that, and you've been by my side, and we're a year and a half in, and who knows where this goes, but it's going. and We're rowing. We're rowing, and we're rowing together, and we're rowing with our listeners who are now coming out and saying, hey, I like your podcast, you know, could you do this? We're getting comments. We're getting suggestions. And so I want to thank you to our listeners 
because when John and I started, we just said, we're going to go on with this. And if people listen, we'll keep on going. So I want to thank you. So this is our big boat, you and I and our listeners and anybody that's contributing for this ride. Yeah. For this. So that's what inspired. That's what's really starting to now even like inspire me that our listeners are helping. And there's been listeners who've really, you know, have emailed and we've had some emails and we've had to really, I've had to look within a little bit about how the show's going and, <laughs> yep. you know, yep, I mean, yep. it's all good and we appreciate that because that's, that's just showing that people care. Yeah. So to wrap it up, um, next week, We've got my good friend, Kirsten Bagash, who I worked for uh, when I worked at Borders Books and Music way back in the late 90s. She was a a manager of mine and became a friend. And she later, after her Borders days, she opened, created a business called Retro Gogo, where she creates this custom jewelry. And just recently, you know, I haven't, I haven't really, our lives have been in different places. I haven't, we kept in touch, but not really kept in touch. And I ran, I knew she was going to be in town for uh, an event. So I took my family to go see her at her event and found out she wrote a book. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, hey, I'm writing a book. Or I wrote a book. It's coming out in October. And I said, get out of town. What's it about? And it's. The title of the book is Leaving the OCD Circus. It's about her childhood and how she developed obsessive-compulsive disorder. And she talks about the tools that she's used to heal, which include meditation and yoga. Right. Um, And that was a big surprise to me. She told me that, and I said, wow, I do this podcast. (laughs) It's called the Humble Warrior Podcast. And I explained to her what we talk about. I'm like, you should be on the show. Boom. And so next week we're going to have her. Good. So I think it'll be a great great conversation because she has her book coming out. And we can talk to her maybe about her journey of going through writing this book. Yeah, no, I'm excited. That's going to be awesome. So I think that'll be a great conversation. And uh, make sure you're subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod. And like the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And leave us a review. Please. Leave us a review. Leave us, leave us a review okay. because we appreciate it. Yeah. And until next week, live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit humblewarriorpodcast.com to listen to our past episodes.